You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. It's the Nick Batterat Show. 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 Nick Batterat. Nick Batterat. Nick Batterat. Nick Batterat. It's Nick Batterat. It's Nick Batterat. It's Nick Batterat. It's the Nick Batterat Show. Welcome to the Nick Batterat Show. Nick Batterat can't make it this week. He is on the road doing stand-up comedy. So today we will do a podcast called College Buddy, hosted by me, College. Buddy, uh, I'm your college buddy. Uh, today I'll have a college buddy on, uh, Jim Callahan, an old college buddy of mine, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, thank you very much for having me, college buddy. I, it's it's a shame though because I really I was looking forward to seeing Nick. I really thought that this was yeah, going to be the show Nick, that he. Man. I remember Nick too. He's he's great. He's so we great. all went to. We're all college buddies. This is my first one, by the way. Uh, so if I, you know, I, I, I'm not. I don't know. I can't get my headphones to work. I'm not sure if the microphone's working. Uh, I don't, I I don't remember, you, really you know how did, this is supposed to go. You did, uh, didn't you do a radio spot at, um, whatever, what was that, uh, at, at Mizzou, the, the radio station? Oh, the, the student, the student one. The student, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't you, oh, so you have a little bit of experience. No, they, uh, <laughs> they wouldn't let me go on, because <laughs> I didn't pass the test, because I didn't know how tall antennas were, or something like that. You had to take a test, it was, the, oh, it was University of Missouri's yes, radio, yes, yes. And I, I went in, and me and my well, because at one point, one point at Mizzou, me and my buddy uh, were trying to, me and another college buddy of mine, uh, we're trying to get jobs. And I go, I go, because well, we had to get jobs. And I go, well, let's start with the best job we can get and work our way down. So we, seems logical. Seems logical. So we decided that our number one job would be is is to be shock jock DJs. <laughs> uh, so we tried to get jobs as shock jock DJs, and we drove around Columbia, Missouri to the, all the radio stations out there and we went in because we were like why not and then we went in and we'd be like hi uh, we'd like to apply for a job and they're like what job and go shock jock dj can you do, can you do your shock jock dj voice uh were, were, were you were you the main dj or were you the sidekick it was it was like a two-man thing it was yeah. me and me you remember uh, joel nide right yeah. and then also carl meyer did it too okay. uh we did two different things but i uh well, here's here's my um here's my shock jock dj voice it's like uh uh, tired of Thursdays? Remember, it's Tuesday every Friday at the Saturday House, every Monday and Wednesday, all Sunday long. <laughs> I don't know how you didn't get hired. I don't know how I didn't get hired. <laughs> and then we asked for applications, and we wrote down what, what job you were applying for. We wrote Shock Jock DJ, and they were like, yeah, you kind of need to have broadcasting experience. I forgot about the test part, because I remember I remember you talk, uh, talking about that, and uh, and it's like, oh, man. Well, it, I guess it's a good weeding out program. Yeah. You know, it's well, like We did. We started, because we did start at the main <laughs> radio, like Buzz. What was uh, 93.7? Uh, the Buzz. The Buzz. We did that one, and then we worked our way down to, like, we went to all the For Reals ones, and then we were like, well, all right, so maybe we should try to become become uh, broadcasters or get some sort of broadcasting experience that would help us get jobs. At the number one journalism school in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I I went to the number one journalism school in the world to become a shock jock DJ. And uh, yeah, then we went to the school. We went to the school one, and uh, and they didn't. And then we had to take some tests, and we failed the test. We weren't allowed to do it. That kind of it reminds me of uh, senior year. I um, like one of the one of the kind of fun classes quote unquote that people would take was scuba diving like you could take scuba diving at mizzou and, and it like countered for like the, three uh, three the, different credits in the north was it the auditorium uh yeah, yeah uh so so and it was hard to get into and i remember like it was like first semester senior year and i had like a really early time slot for registering for classes 
and I like I click on the scuba class. It's open. I'm like, heck yes, I'm taking scuba. And then I realized that it was a really intense, like basically like a combination of physics and chemistry before you ever did any scuba stuff, you know? Because you had to like you had to you know figure What'd out you the, think it was? the what. Just I thought the you just pool? go yeah, looking at the bottom not? of the pool. So I, I quickly dropped that. Uh, like you who did, need? You took a class though? Oh no, no I didn't take the class. No, no, no. You I, done I, it. I registered. Certified. I no, but I, it's no, you don't. You don't go to college to learn stuff or, or 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 study or work. I already took like physics and stuff in high school. I took I a ziplining class. Uh, I took a bounce house class. Are you are you certified? Are you certified in bounce house now? Certified in bounce house. <laughs> I can legally be in a bounce house without a super without supervision or an adult. A lot of people, if you or well with kids, like isn't that? I mean, you're an adult, so that's kind of creepy. Kids, right. That's a whole other different situation. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, a lot of people that go to bounce house, they get you have to strap on to your instructor. Uh, you know, like like a skydiving situation, mm-hmm. yeah. And they strap you strap on the back, and they're bounce. You know, because you and after forty five bounces, then you can do it on your own, right? Just it's, like skydiving. It's standard, it, but it varies state to state. Um, uh, Wait, so, can we get back to Nick though? So he's on the road right now. He's on the road doing stand up dramedy. But it, but it's like one thirty. So could we call him or something just to say hi? Uh, yeah. we could try. Okay. Oh, because I was I was looking forward to seeing him and hanging out. So. Yeah, man, he was like, uh, you know what? He's in the Catskills. He might not get reception. Oh, what club is in the Catskills? Um, the Gaping Laugh Hole. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's an. I think that's the name of it. I might be paraphrasing. <laughs> um, but we could try calling him. Okay, yeah, let's try. All right, try calling him. Man, when's the last time you see him? Do you, mm. Who do you hang out with? So we're how do we know it? We know each other from. Uh, you used to do. You and Nick were in comedy wars. Yes, uh, comedy wars. I'm getting a busy signal. We're going to keep trying this entire episode. Okay, though. good, okay. good, All good. Right. Uh, and if not, we can call somebody else. Right, but uh, we'll call somebody. Yeah. Um. um yeah. So uh, you, you and Nick were in comedy wars together, which is an improv group in Columbia, Columbia Missouri. Right. Uh. Uh. Our. Dude, you, I used to go every week. I, that's were, where we met. You guys. Were that's where we met, man. Well, you know, it was kind of. Hit or miss, you know, short for him. Dude, improv. hit and more hits. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was right before um, uh, sophomore year of, or oh, my sophomore year of, uh, of college, and uh, this guy, uh, Todd Garretts. Um, the gloop, gloopster, gloopy, gloopy. How did he? What, Todd Garretts. Well, uh, how did he get that nickname? Um, I, I had it has to do with you know in Spencer's they got those little like there's this little water thing. And then there's like blue liquid in the water, and then it balances back and forth, and okay. all the blue liquid goes to one side, and all goes to the other. Yeah, it has something to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love nicknames that just are completely nonsensical. Yeah, no. like most hey, come from gifts from. Spencer. It's Derbster. Yeah, hey, Derbster. Why is he Derbster? Well, when he was four years old, um, um, he got hit by a derp truck. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a derby derby truck. Um, I got derpies. <laughs> That's what uh, happens when you sleep with derp. You get derpies. That was our old joke. Um, Comedy Wars was uh, started by Todd, one Todd Garrett's gloopy. Uh, he had done um, uh, oh, shoot. Comedy, comedy, Wars. comedy, comedy, sports, sports. Or well, yeah, I, I inverted those two. Comedy sports is a national kind of chain of short form. Improv, uh, not unlike whose lines in any way, and uh, he wanted to bring an improv troupe to Mizzou, and so he started it, and then uh, put out flyers and stuff around campus. And uh, some uh, a girl from my dorm room was like, "Hey, you know, I saw this. You, you're funny. You should go do it." I'm like, 
okay. Uh, and uh, that's where I met Nick uh, at the audition. But basically, it it wasn't really an audition. It was like eight people showed up, so those are the eight people right. who, got, right. who were the group. Yep. Yay! I love we how blatant it. of a ripoff Comedy Wars was. In the very beginning, and he was even spelt with a Z. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, we, and we had two armies that fought against each other for uh, uh, unimportant points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for the first year uh, with Todd as the uh, kind of referee or whatever, uh, <clears throat> I, I met Nick. We had a lot of fun. And then, uh, and then Todd left, and then... Uh, there basically were like, well, the the next year we had a, a group of smallerish group, like six people. We still kind of try to keep that model going. And then the, the next year it was just four guys. So it was me. Four guys. Me, Nick, Vaderat, uh, Mike Hall, and Nick Mahoney. And uh, Mike Hall, uh, he won Dream Job. Dream Job. ESPN's, ESPN's Dream, Dream Job. Job. You might know Mike Hall because he won Dream Job, <laughs> which is he, the funniest thing. Which is funny because he... The first season of Dream Job on ESPN. He, he was not... Uh, we didn't see it coming because he's not. he wasn't very good. Uh, at anything, at ever. Anything, he's ever. The worst at all things. All things. He's <laughs> and, and he comes across as like Mr. Nice Guy or whatever. He's but too he nice. Really, but he really... Uh, he's a back talker. He's a double talker, back yeah, talker. Talk shit about everybody. Shit talker. He'll stab you in your back, and then when you turn around to look at your back, he'll stab you in the front. Yep. Yep. Uh, murder. He's been convicted of convicted murder. Convicted of murder. <laughs> in three states. No, the only thing he murdered was on stage. Uh, he's getting married in May. That's right. To a, a female girl. I didn't get invited to the wedding. Oh, you, you didn't? Probably because I call him a murderer. <laughs> Nick Mahoney was the other guy. He went Nick on Mahoney. to become a plastic surgeon -er? Is he a plastic surgeon? I know he's a doctor. Is, is he a plastic surgeon? All I know is he swims in money and he and uh, and has to get pulled out because he's not a good swimmer. Are you? Are you? Have you talked to him lately? Is he? Really? I don't know. I, I think that's I what I think heard. A, I, I decide what happens with people. <laughs> I know that he originally went to Mizzou for veterinarian school and then switched to med school. Yeah, which plastic I think surgery is to animals. Which I think you is... want to put tits in your dog? <laughs> Nick's your man. <laughs> which I think Damn is... that that dog got two big asses. Which I think is funny because uh, it's it, it it seems to me that it would kind of work in the reverse more often than not. You know, go to med school is like, oh shit, this is hard. I might as well just like work with monkeys and dogs and stuff. Right. You know? uh, but he was like veterinary school to med school. I think uh, yeah, I th I could have sworn he's an animal plastic surgeon. That could be right. That could be right. <laughs> No way to find out if that's true or not. That could be so right. comedy. So that's we did college. Man, those are days. We, you and I, went out drinking a couple times on a yeah. couple. We we're like we we're like like uh, total college buddies, house parties in East Campus. House parties, you know, East uh, Campus. You know, smoke weed every couple of days. Well, I I didn't. You always try to get me to. Yeah, man. You why don't you ever do it, dude? Why don't I you ever let loose? Total. Unclench that butthole. Total come prude. on, come on. <laughs> total get, let's loosen up that butthole. Get that thing to, gaping. We're gonna shake. Spears get some greasy pizza. hated that place terrible hippies it's terrible nothing worse than terrible. I always hate pretentious hippies oh god I hate uh there was definitely like this hippie uh this hippie class at Mizzou that was just like it was it was it was they're the Birkenstock hippies the rich hippies yeah they're like it's weird to have like uh the, the whole hippie is just everyone's cool but like the there is like this weird class of like hippie at Mizzou that was like uh, like there was like the cool hippies and the nerd hippies yeah, and I was like this is so I can't believe there's a whole social economic or not economic, I can't think of the right words I didn't finish Mizzou so but you know what I'm saying though spectrum the weird of statuses in the hippie community right. you know yeah uh, it was so dumb uh, I remember this is when I I because I liked hanging out with those and I'll never forget this one time I went to a fish show right. 
And I uh, went to St. Louis. We drove down to St. Louis, and there's all these hippies from, you know, our, our crew from uh, – and but the crew was like, you know, it's like 100 or some odd people or whatever. Uh, but we would uh, – well, I saw this one dude, and I uh, just saw this amazing show, amazing show at Riverport Amphitheater in St. Louis, and Fishlight comes out, and they do Julius for the encore, and it's amazing. And it's such a – it's amazing, and everyone just, like, can't help but be smiling. such a dancey song, you know, and uh, – and uh, I walk up to this dude, and I was like, oh, man, that was unbelievable, right? That was so unbelievable. And he goes, he looked at me, and he goes, uh, were you in Kansas City at Sandstone? And I was like, no. He goes, and he puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, sorry, bro. <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> and he was, he was like, and he was like, this show has nothing, compares to, can't even compare to that show at Sandstone three nights ago. Thank and like you. I Thank hate you. hippies. Thank That's you. why I hate it. Yeah, I can't, ruin I can't, this this moment right now. I can't say that convention just in general. The uh, the oh you did this oh well sorry I did this. I did this other thing that the, was better. Yeah, this, that's not cool. <laughs> it's I mean, and it goes all the way down to like um you know if somebody shows you like a YouTube clip or whatever like oh that's funny but have you seen this YouTube clip? Oh whatever? man, it's YouTube like, clips is the worst. Uh, you gotta, I it's, hate it's it. like it's upping you know you got you gotta one up the YouTube clip. Not you know you're at a crap party when the YouTube videos come out that's how you know i had a youtube video bomb at a party recently <laughs> what do you want please tell me it was marcel the shell <laughs> no that one's good it is really good <laughs> how's it talk uh, uh, something like that it's like well, yeah it's a really high voice like, it's um, adorable I, i'm a widow show you know, oh it's like so that. adorable uh so everyone's showing each other like kick-ass youtube videos and <laughs> i had it and it's killing it's it's new year's eve i went back to st louis hung out with a bunch of high school buddies that's Ooh. a different podcast i'll i'm yeah, gonna start doing yeah, yeah. um but um we're sitting there, and everyone's showing each other uh, the videos, and then I got one, and I totally thought this was <laughs> – it's a clip from Taxi. And uh, it's, uh, it's Christopher Lloyd, and he is uh, – he has to take his, uh, he has to take his uh, uh, driving test because he, he, his license expired. And I think like Tony Dan- – he's trying to cheat off Tony Danza. Uh-huh. So he goes uh, – uh, oh, hold on. Let me try to think. Oh, crap. How does it go? It goes, he's sitting there. He goes – Oh, he goes, what is, he goes, what is a yellow, he goes, hey, hey, what does a yellow light mean? <laughs> and Tony Danza goes, slow down. What? what? Yellow light. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, like, Tars, ah, and they, they do it like five <laughs> times in a row. Slow down. What? And it was a funny scene. It's it, so it, funny. And it's a great scene, but like great for, scene. for YouTube parties, you got to have like, it's got to be quick Didn't and work. quick. So in I and start out. people's attention span, you know, oh, it, man. It's, it's I start gotta, like fast forward. I start fast forwarding through the video. <laughs> you know, it's pretty bad. You're like, ah, well, this part's only okay. But, uh, and then, um, yeah, dude. And then everyone, and then the video is over. And I swear to you, one dude stretch and is like, ah, what time is it? And everyone's like, yeah, about that time. And everyone like, and that, it. and that was the it end of the party. And it was like, we hadn't seen each other for years. It was uh, it was Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve, uh, uh, and uh, not New Year's Eve. And yeah, I feel like bombed. once you, once you get out the uh, the laptop or the iPad or whatever and start showing the YouTube, go video, well, then the, the, the party's already over. It's done. The party's already over. It's so that, that was just an excuse. Christopher Lloyd was it's your out. It's believable. And on top of that, you being. Uh, Nick Vatterat's college buddy mm. who does stand up and yep, stuff yep. like they probably expect you to be funny right like, through osmosis so it's mm-hmm. like oh man I bet he knows the best that's video. the clip yeah that's the clip what if that Nick Vatterat's friend what if he's shows like, hey, I got a great video it's just a clip of his stand up <laughs> <laughs> oh I got another one just more of his own stand up like a real jerk oh, hey, I'm trying to have some new material here yeah there. I want to talk about the prank okay 
Oh. I was I was there when it happened. I was in that class when the prank happened. Yeah. Um, and uh, you really dropped the ball on the prank. I did. You very yeah. You dropped the ball. Uh, now let's go back. To, let's let's talk about how the prank went down. Yeah. First, uh, do we remember what class it was? It was uh, some. It was finals week. Oh yeah. It was fi- Yeah. It was finals. Uh, in in uh, I guess it would have been my junior year uh, yeah right my i wasn't going to school anymore <laughs> at that point at mizzou i was just hanging out yeah. that's a for real thing i wasn't going junior to school i was just going to classes yeah. i'd go to classes with people <laughs> and i was uh and i and and uh i was part of the comedy wars even though it wasn't even though it wasn't yeah, it was like a student sanction yeah. thing and whatever it was totally not supposed yeah, to be like, there. I, I, I mean not that this matters to the story but i can't remember if it was junior year or senior year i guess it i guess it would have been junior because i'm think not it's the last pranks. Yeah. Anyway, guys, so it's set a, up the it's prank. Finals. I mean, one of the most mammoth lecture hall. Five. Lecture rooms. Uh, it's five hundred. It's, it's like yeah, about five hundred. At least At least three hundred, but uh, max five hundred students somewhere in there. So Nick, it's full, and it's full. Nick goes to this class, Allen no. Auditorium, I believe it was called. Um. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, named after Bot Adam. Uh, the guy. The guy invented giant lecture halls. <laughs> um, <laughs> he made a fortune. A fortune. Oh, we're in the money. Was was Mike Hall in that class too? Uh, Mike Hall. Or did he? Wasn't there someone else in the class? Besides well, that's me? why we picked that class because right. somebody we knew was in that class. Right. And uh, oh yeah, no, 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 he was because uh, yeah, I remember this. I remember the end of the story now, and and it has to do with him. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I uh, so <laughs> so Nick gets to class. He gets to class early and gets a seat uh, in the middle, in the very middle, most middle part of the entire lecture hall. Right, um, and uh, and so the bit was at ten minutes into this test, uh, that's when it happened, uh, and we all synced up our watches. And you took a you took a seat in the very back of the lecture hall. Yeah, I was like uh, a second to last row. I, I I didn't want to be in the complete last row. I and your job, your job was to have a camera and tape the whole thing. It. Yes. Right. Uh, and so at, and we all synced up our watches and at 10 minutes, but this is like, Oh, cause I wasn't in this class either. Only right. it was Mike Hall's class. Yeah, none of, nobody and was in this class. Yeah. 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 I was. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering details of the story that I didn't remember. Initially. So at 10 minutes into the class, uh, this is like the fourth day of finals. Everyone's been stressed out all over campus. And at 10 minutes in, that's when Nick throws his pay, th- takes the test, throws it and all of a sudden goes, uh, goes, I can't take it anymore! And throws the test up in the air and freaks out and runs out of the lecture hall. But before running, uh, turned in three separate directions very deliberately, going, "Ah! Ah! Ah! I can't take it anymore! And then, and then... I forgot ah, the three screams. Scream, yeah. Screaming uh, as he ran out of the lecture hall. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so so Nick Nick exits uh, and, and, and in utter silence. Utter, utter silence. silence. Uh, so from my perspective. Yeah, uh, now, now I, I, at this point, and I left with Nick. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, because you're in the back, and so yeah. you left with Nick. So I you, left with Nick. Right. Uh, so I uh, Nick doesn't see any of the aftermath. All he sees is a bunch of people in silence as he screams all over in every direction. And runs yells, I right. can't take it anymore, and throws right. his test up there and runs out. Right. Uh, and then the door closes, and then what did you, what happened? Okay, so I, so I get in there, you know, and, and I, as I said, pick a seat in the back, and, and I am responsible for videotaping it. Right. So I have a video camera. 
That's, with that's me, the best way to videotape. With, with me. I took a communications in, class. I know that. In, uh, well, we didn't have, there weren't iPhones at the, at the time. This is 2002. So, uh, you know, no iPhones. Um, and uh, so it was a pretty cumbersome video camera that I had propped between my legs <laughs> underneath. And it was one of those, it's electrical. So, like, you, you swing the, the, the desk part up from the arm and over your lap. And so I'm like trying to fidget, and and there's TAs all over the place uh, checking to make sure people aren't cheating, and I'm constantly like looking at my <laughs> my my phone to check the time, and then like I got a couple looks saying like, oh, you know, hey, what are you doing on your phone? Like, you know, as if I was cheating. But so, you're not in the class. It I know, matter. I, but I didn't I, I didn't want to get called out. I didn't want to. What get, you, It was gonna ruin the are. prank. It was gonna ruin the prank. Right. You know, because if they if they found out like you know who I was, you know that I wasn't in the class, they would have kicked me out. So my goal was to Kicked stay you out of a class that you were never in. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. You're getting an F for a class you're not taking. So, uh, so I put after like two times looking at my phone, and I got a glare from the TA. I put my phone away because I'm like, well, shit, I can't. You know, I, I don't want to get kicked out uh, and uh, and not participate in the prank. So, um, so I didn't know at what point. Nick was going to pop up because I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't have the. Oh, the, you couldn't look at the. Watch. I couldn't look at the watch to sync oh, the ten no. minutes. So I we do, synced for nothing. So I do what any normal person would do, and I start to take the test. Uh, and so I, I hard I, test, I, by the way. I take the Especially test. Especially if you've never like, taken any one class. Didn't know what the didn't know what the class was. I I don't remember. Um, I and uh, and so I feel I obviously like you know fake name and stuff, but uh, I'm like you know looking at the other like people next to me like this is a pretty good test you know? <laughs> and uh and i start filling out like i was like i i think i can do pretty well so i i really would like, and i finished You're like curious a, to see how you do yes i finished a good amount of it and i want to know you know what could i have passed that test just coming into a final blind missing the entire semester semester yeah, just taking the final it's like an do. it's like an 80s movie yeah. so all right so i'm taking the test and i'm pretty into it and then um and then i see nick um you know, stand up. So I, I, you know, reach down, grab the camera, and I'm funneling with it, and I, I press record. But I pretty much only got audio for the first couple seconds as I'm trying to like focus it and all that stuff, or whatever. So uh, I see Nick do his thing. He's screaming, ah, ah, ah! I can't take it anymore. Runs out. <laughs> I videotape him running down, or whatever. And then I grab my bag and I book out the other door. Like he, he ran out one, the right aisle, and I ran out the left aisle. And I, uh, I open the door and I look for him out in the hallway. And um, out comes after me. And, and I also leave the silence. Utter silence. Everyone, 500 people, well, 498, 498 turned around to look at you going, uh, well, well, you going after Nick um, and then uh, me. Uh, and there's just dead silence. And I've tried to find uh, you guys in the hall. Um, you ran off some way. Uh, the TA who was eyeing me the entire time comes after me and he goes, wait, wait. You gotta come back here, or whatever. And I was like, "No, I don't." And I and then I just like went away. She he goes, "What's your name?" I'm like, "I'm not gonna tell you my name." Like, what do you think this is? And so I, I busted out of there and uh, and then uh, called Nick. Who uh, do you remember what he did? With he had a wardrobe change. Yeah, there is a there is a disguise <laughs> hidden in a bathroom trash can so underneath oh. the underneath the trash bag in the bathroom. Was it was a bag? Was a disguise? So Nick runs into the bathroom after he does this. Runs over, takes the trash bag out. The disguise is is down there, and the this disguise consisted of <laughs> it consisted like of a T-shirt that he had bought at Walgreens, 
Uh, it was red. Red t-shirt. <laughs> red t-shirt. I remember it was a red t-shirt. Sunglasses. And the best part was a hat that said truck. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hat. All it said was truck on the uh, top of the hat. Least <laughs> conspicuous disguise you could ever. If, if, if you saw some guy walking down the street with just like an oversized red t-shirt <laughs> and a hat that said truck, you'd be like, that guy's up to something. <laughs> that, that, guy, that guy's up to something. Who, first of all, the Walgreens sold the hat. Who, you are running out of ideas, hat ideas. You're like, I don't know. What I, about just the word truck on a hat? I that think, would sell well at Walgreens. I think that they're trying to bank off of the uh, the whole Ashton Kutcher, you know, like bringing the trucker hat into uh, popular. It wasn't even a trucker hat. It wasn't mesh. It was like a baseball hat. Like, but it was. There's no mesh. Oh yeah. Just uh, just a truck. Um, and, and that so, was but, his disguise. Hey, hey, did you see a guy run out of here? Guy in oversized shirt, sunglasses inside, and have it says truck. <laughs> Not me. Not me. He I'm went, here to take the test. He went that away. So, uh, and Nick never got caught. Nick never got caught. He and also, caught. by the way, for the record, it killed, by the way. So, after everyone leaves, do you want to tell it? Well, but, but then there is, no, before everybody left... Oh no no no! I mean I mean like the the three of us after oh, right, we right, leave right. Go after ahead, we go leave. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, so my call, uh, dream job winner, future dream job winner, uh, was uh, you know he was sitting wasn't he sitting next to Nick? I think so. Very yeah, close. he was sitting next to Nick, and so uh, the way he describes it uh, was uh, you know Nick runs out, uh, Jim runs out. Uh, there is just dead silence for about thirty seconds. People were just didn't know how to react. Uh, but everyone was was looking around like, what just happened? What the and then all of a sudden it was, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then pretty soon the entire auditorium just erupted <laughs> in laughter for like a good like a couple minutes, until, and then the the, t- the professor had to like calm everyone down. It's amazing. And then and then they they calmed them down or whatever, and then it like the waves of laughter erupted again. And then, and then, uh, this girl sitting on the other side of Mike goes, "He was his friend," <laughs> and 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 calls what a out bitch, and calls out uh, oh, Mike what Hall a bitch. Uh, for being in on it because he was laughing like hysterically, obviously. And then, but he had they, he really actually had to take the final. <laughs> I, I was taking it for fun, uh, if there is such a thing. He actually had to then try to concentrate and take the final. Right. But uh, he's, it was very successful. He was going to win Dream Jab anyway. He didn't need that. Right. Job. He's getting $90,000 as a 22-year-old kid. So um, That's amazing. So Nick will never Nick, Nick will never hear the hardest that he killed. <laughs> He'll never know. Nope. The sweet laughter. No. Nope. It's just so weird doing a joke, leaving, and never hearing the reaction to it. Jimmy Fallon doesn't even compare. <laughs> um, let's see here, dude. All right, so man, you went to fucking Chicago after that, man. You went to Chicago. Are you were from Chicago? Yeah, from Elmhurst, which is a western suburb. Now and, Nick uh, moved to Chicago, and you were the only dude he knew for a while. He would call me up, and be like, "Dude, Chicago's weird, man. I don't know anybody. Jim's out here, but that's cool." Uh, Nick uh, called me up. Uh, it was uh, it was what? Uh, was it August of two thousand two? That's um, right. Uh, the year of the bear. August of 2002, and uh, Jim was uh, moved back home with his parents, you know, uh, after college. Um, And, uh, you know, he and Nick kept in touch, whatever, saw each other a couple times over the summer. Uh, And then um, 
uh, so uh, Nick called him one day and he's like, he was asking about Second City. He's like, so where, uh, you know, <laughs> where, where's, uh, you know, where's Second City, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like asking very specific questions about Chicago. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, and I don't know why I said calls up Jim. I, I just refer to myself in the third person. I don't think I've ever done right. that before. <laughs> calls I think it's me weird up. when people do that. <laughs> I, hate, I don't know why I just did that. Called me up. I hate when people so, talk about themselves in the third person. So, uh, so I'm on the phone with Nick, and he's describing some things in Chicago. He's like, so, uh, so like um, North, North Avenue. On North? So North <laughs> Avenue, like. If I if I took that out, would I just like end up in Elmhurst? Like, would I like how how would I? I was like, Nick, you're in Chicago right now, aren't you? He's ah. like, yeah. <laughs> so he had driven up uh, in his VW bus, which, 1970 uh, VW bus, which uh, was eternally uh, broken down, um, never really worked, with a mattress tied to the top of his van. Uh, and uh, I was like, well, come out, you know, like you can crash my parents' house or whatever until uh, you figure stuff out or whatever. And so he uh, stayed. At my parents' house for like a couple weeks, a couple weeks or so, like a couple weeks or a month. It's like, very yeah. hard to uh, get a because uh, Nick had been living on the couch. His last year at Mizzou was him living on a couch. Yeah, slash cabinet. That's a whole nother story. Uh, he <laughs> hiding hiding money in various places. Yeah, and uh, and so so uh, you know so Nick gets to Chicago and uh, the story I heard was uh, he went to go have an apartment and they were like, okay, well we need a uh, Great. We just yeah, we just need to see your Illinois driver's license. Well, and he was like, oh, I'm from Missouri. Did you just say Illinois? Yeah, Illinois. <laughs> Dude, I'm not from fucking there. I don't know how you say it. M- misery. M- misery. Misery. It's misery. Okay, go ahead. Wars- I'm from Washington, misery. <laughs> um, highway party far. Uh, so, um, I, uh, you know, it's it's funny. If in, in, in Missouri, they say I wash. Wash. Yeah. Like in Illinois, they say I wash myself. Missouri, they say I wash myself. Arkansas, they say, I never wash myself. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. My grandma. Dude, I could do stand-up. Damn. I, I don't know. Well, you, 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 you tried. I know also, you if you're from Arkansas, dude, it's a fucking joke, man. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> but you did, you did try stand-up. Remember the uh, Deja Vu Survivor competition? Did not go well. I got beat by the same dude every year. <laughs> With the same joke. <laughs> Same joke. Oh God, I do. I you got to. I I kind of remember that joke. But there was a guy every year. He did the same joke, and yeah. it was uh, Spanish radio stations. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, yeah. hear the Spanish, and then you hear the the word, and it just crushed. That bit's never done been done before, though. Never. No one's ever touched. No it, one's man. ever heard. So so Nick. So you, no, go, so you Nick, when you try to rent an apartment in in, in Illinois, um, they go uh, they go. All right, let's just see your <clears throat> Illinois driver's license. Well, he's like, well, I only have a Missouri one. Okay, great. Well, uh, just uh, we just need someone from Missouri, uh, from Illinois to uh, 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 to co-sign. He's like, well, I don't I don't know anybody here yet. Okay, great. Well, just um, all right. Well, just uh, what's your last job you had in, in, in Illinois? And it's like, well, I, I've never really worked here. And it's like, okay, well, just how, how about the last place you lived? Well, I, I didn't live anywhere last year. <laughs> and it's really hard to get. And also, my credit's bad. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> There's I don't really, know why a landlord would be skeptical. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what's funny about that? When I finally did find an apartment, uh, I'm, I'm all paraphrasing what Nick was saying. This is well, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. By, by I, you mean. I, it, I, I, it's kind of like when I fer- refer to myself in the third person. Right, it was yeah. a mistake. I hate when I... Now you got me doing it. A <laughs> 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 reverse. Or the inverse of a third person. Right. I, now you got me talking to the first person. Oh, gee. This is so, confusing. It's so confusing. We should uh, call Nick, by the way, too. All right, let's try to, you know what? Let's try to call Nick, have him tell the story, because this would be, it'd be, okay. 
All right, it's ringing. Okay. Uh, hello, Nick. Hello? Hey, Nick, are you there? Nick? I, is this... I, oh, dang. He is in the Catskills. Hey, man, are you... I, I, the reception's really... Catskill Mountains. I, gaping laugh hole. I, wow, well, at least the pertinent information came through. Yeah, that, that was weird. Yeah. That, like, he, he was able to get out Catskill Mountains and gaping laugh hole. Wow, that's I mean, so weird. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, so finish the story. So he, yeah, we lost the signal. So he's we'll in, um, again later. So he comes into Chicago. I right. believe I believe he went straight to Second City to sign for classes, right? Uh, the class he got there and went to. He had already signed up for classes. Oh my goodness! And he, I totally he, he drove that. there, and uh, as, as he was a half hour away, and his class started in a half hour. <laughs> so he pulled into Chicago, uh, parked, went to his Second City class. Popped down, was like, all right, now I need to find a place to live and a job. Well, uh, kudos to Nick, though. Like, a lot of people just, like, kind of rest in their laurels or whatever. Uh, he came in, uh, you know, hit the ground running. Literally. Literally, like, all right, let's get it. Was he, already he, doing he, stuff he jumped before. out of his van. He's like, I have to run to a class right now. And that, that van kept going and smashed into a fucking... <laughs> By the way, that van, there was a parking garage across the street, and uh, there was a bed on top of it, and the uh, the ceiling was too low. And uh, he ran into the ceiling. <laughs> So the bed, the bed, so the bed looked like it got hit by a car <laughs> for the rest of the time in his room. That wasn't, but well, that wasn't the only thing that happened to the bed. Uh, so Nick, uh, you know, calls me it up. It also rained on the bed. Nick calls me up and he comes out to, and he he pulls out to my parents' house in the VW bus with uh, the, the bed strapped to the top. Uh, which was it was like a queen size bed too. Huge fucking bed. It was not like you know six a twin. Con- six it had six sleep it, zones. It, it went it, it overlapped the sides of the of the bus. Yeah, it was bigger than a, I had a king size car and a queen size bed. <laughs> <laughs> and so he uh, so he crashed with uh, me and my parents for a while and uh, and. We didn't bring the bed in, so it just rained on the yeah. bed outside. Well, uh, there was a there was a trash bags. I went. Uh, he told me I was. I went and bought trash bags for it, and uh, it was funny because you're like, "Well, I'll just put trash bags over it." And then when you go and buy trash bags, they sell trash bags by the gallon. <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know how many gallons of bed I have on top of the car." Excuse me, yeah. how many gallons is a queen size bed? <laughs> how many gallons of bed is that? If you're gonna melt that down, uh, uh, yeah. So we, yeah, we, it was uh, it was fun. Then we uh, so took... so you helped Nick out, let him crash the place for a while. He eventually found a place in Lincoln Park West. Yes, uh, he decided to find a place in one of the most expensive uh, areas <laughs> in Chicago. Uh, and it was hard... a nice area. It was a nice area. Uh, most expensive places uh, in Chicago. So he had one room. Uh, it was paying a ridiculous amount of rent for that room. Whereas if he moved a little bit further west, he could have had like a you yeah, know, a bigger space. Uh, it was also kind of hard to get to, and parking was terrible. And uh, yeah. it uh, was, uh, but the zoo was right there. The zoo was right there. You could walk outside. The first night that he was, he moved in. He walked outside, and he was like, "Wow, I'm in the big city." Yeah. And all of a sudden, he heard. <laughs> There was a, and it was a lion. <laughs> Lincoln Park Zoo. Lincoln Park Zoo was right there, and uh, the first sound was a bunch of lions uh, screaming at night. He's like, oh, that's a big city. Lions. Typical. Typical. Um, and then he got a, uh, but the best part was that, so he, you were, uh, Nick, Nick's apartment was on Lincoln Park West, basically like, you know, along the lake. Oh, beautiful. Uh, it, basically as east as you could get yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. And then he got a job <laughs> working at the chain <laughs> restaurant Chevy's. 
in Schaumburg, which couldn't have been farther away. Which which is like during rush hour is like an hour and a half, sometimes two hour commute on well, on the Kennedy. And and it was just a restaurant job. Like so, he could have like there's like between one of the easternmost places you could live in Chicago, Lincoln Park West, and Schaumburg, a northwest suburb. There's probably like 2,000 restaurants. I remember at one point you go, how many restaurants do you pass on the way to the restaurant <laughs> two hours away? Well, the, the one was is he worked at Chevy's in Columbia. Right, right, so right. He yeah, was, was like transfer. transfer right. He, kept, he couldn't find a job. He's like, can I just transfer? But the only Chevy's was two hours away. Right. It was an hour. It was like a, you know, it was like an hour. It was an hour driving if he drove uh, his van, but it was about two hours if he took a bus. But then one time he realized there was he could take a Armitage bus instead of going all the way downtown to the Loop. And that shaved off 30 minutes. So it only took an hour and a half. So Nick would go. Nick would go from Lincoln Park West down to the Loop. Yeah, to take, take the Blue Line to all the, the way out line. to Rosemont. Hop on a bus that took it out to Woodfield Mall to sometimes make uh, about nine dollars. Well, then there was that day. <laughs> Do you remember? We can talk about that day here in a second. The the, the tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so, but but yeah. So so yeah. He uh, he got the job at Chevy's, or whatever. I got and, it. Uh, and um, the, it was just so it's six. It was six hundred bucks a month. Six hundred bucks for rent, right? For yeah. rent, which uh, like in, in in this day and age, especially like if you're if if right bad. now in New yeah. York, if you're like, oh, I pay six hundred dollars for rent, it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But for like, a, it literally was it literally was one room and then a bathroom off of it. The joke was is he goes, uh, he, the the landlord goes, let me show you around. He's like, I've seen a room before, you know. <laughs> you walk in, it's like, all right, you're, but lift up your lift your leg up. That's the bathroom. Uh, if you uh, bend this way, you're in the kitchen. <laughs> you swivel your head over here. It's where we came in. Um, it was a true studio. And he said, I remember. So the first year that he re- that Nick renewed, the guy goes, all right, we want to know if you want to stay another year. Nick goes, uh, I'm thinking about it. He goes, tell you what, to sweeten the deal, we'll give you a coupon for a month off rent. So Nick just thought that's how the city worked. <laughs> so that guy disappeared, and the next year, the guy was like, hey, just so you know, we're raising rent this year. And Nick goes, uh, well, do I get a coupon again? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, what? <laughs> he goes, the guy last year gave me a coupon. <laughs> and you're like, I've, what are you talking about? And no one believes that I got a coupon. I, I don't believe. I've never heard of it, but well, it actually You, you or Nick? Uh, Nick got a coupon. Nick got a coupon. I, I I don't think I've ever heard that story. It's a true thing, and I I don't know. I don't think that guy. I think the guy kind of liked Nick. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, <laughs> he was really weird. He was like a kind of gay dude, you know. And then like, but when he was showing me around, or, this is what Nick said to me. <laughs> he went and took a dump in the toilet. <laughs> what? In the studio. What? <laughs> While he's showing the new tenant around. He goes, "Uh uh-oh, he's like, ah, a lot of coffee. And he goes, I got to use the bathroom. And so, now it's one thing if you're in a big house, (laughs) but the toilet is right there. And so he drops a deuce in there while he's showing him around the studio. And he's like, do you want it? And then, and then his Sex in the City ringtone went off, and he and he left. And I was like, "Well, I guess." And I and, and Nick took it because it was the only person that would rent to me. Oh my god! But I think the guy liked Nick. I had a crush on him, or something like that, because like for some reason he ignored all the white red flags of, of renting out that Nick had no credit, no past experience, no references, no co-signer. Oh my god! And he gave him a coupon the next year, which uh, is unheard of. Yeah, and I mean, like you can't, you can't, um, like play down or disguise taking a dump in one room. 
Like, no, you hear you're everything. Right there. You hear everything. No, there, no, just so you know, the toilet wasn't in the, you know, it was one room, but there was a tiny like, bathroom to the like, side. Like, yeah, off the side. But he yeah, was so, right there. Yeah. So just, technically, yeah. But it was like uh, half Unbelievable. So, um, so, so uh, Chevy, well, let's talk about this story one day. So, so Chevy's, the day that Nick stopped working at Chevy's was... Uh, infamous day. Infamous day. Uh, Nick, what had happened was, is the day before... Um, there was uh, a table. It was the worst table ever. Uh, they had these kids that were just, you know, I, I walked over the table. There was more food on the ground than Nick had served them. <laughs> they had bananas and Cheerios on the ground. We don't serve bananas and Yeah, Cheerios. you can't bring your own food to the food store. Uh, like. The kids, and kids are kids, totally understand. But, the, you know, the kids kept taking the salt shakers and then, like, putting them in their mouths and the salt and pepper shakers and putting them in their mouths and other tables were complaining and I go kids are kids but you can't let your kid put the salt shaker in their mouth over no. and over and over well, you why, can't just be why, kids or kids why would point. why would you why would like, you as, the, as the parent why would you want your kid to touch like a public thing and put it like in it's their so, mouth yeah yeah even for the kids sake it's so gross uh, and so and it's just it's a whole long story of just how rude these people were and just and they, they, were, and they, and they were they yeah. were like uh, asking for they kept asking for different stuff and different yeah, stuff they want all this free this wasn't right. Like this didn't taste right. It was terrible. Oh, I ordered a burrito, yeah. but I didn't realize it came in a flour tortilla. Are you kidding me? You know, yeah, it was, like it was. It was just. It was whatever. And then the very end, they tipped a penny. Oh, I thought it was two pennies. Uh, penny. It was a penny, and then Nick took the penny. And Nick was <laughs> Nick was expecting camel cash. To be honest, as his tip, you know, like <laughs> these people were so white trash. Um, and they, they went. Nick went out and gave F- them the F- penny. Followed them out to their car and said, uh, "Hey guys, uh, you forgot your penny." And she goes, no, that's for you. And I said, no, I think uh, I think you need this more than I do. And and Nick set it down on the trunk of their car and walked right. out. So these people, they I had uh, Nick said that I had people complaining to to him about his own table. That's how bad this table was. Yeah. Other people were like that table needs to leave. They're grossing us out. They're being rude. They're just being disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't just whatever. So so Nick gives the penny back the next day. Now, next day, Nick is completely broke. He uh, His cell phone's been turned off. He doesn't have enough money to pay his bill. He has no money to get gas. Uh, he's running very low. So, But Nick is like, I'll make money today. And uh, mm-hmm. and so Nick drives the hour out to Rosemont, whatever, or drives all the way out to Schaumburg. Finds out he's fired because that, that table complained that he gave right. the penny back. And called, right. He said he was fine. Uh, they were like, well, did, did, did I do anything else? No, he said you were fine waiter. Otherwise, they just thought that was rude that you gave the penny back. Well, then why did they give him a penny if he was fine otherwise? You know, whatever. So Nick gets fired. But uh, So Nick gets in his car and starts driving away and runs out of gas about a couple miles down the road. And, uh, and with his cell phones turned off, no money, no gas. So there's no way to call anybody. There's no there's no money to get anywhere. So uh, the only thing, the only idea he had, he's like, I guess I'll walk to Jim's. Uh, and you were walking down 83 Kingery Highway. Uh, how from, far driving from, do you think Schaumburg is from from Elmhurst? Well, you, you well driving. Uh, I mean, like taking the highway, you can get there in about like eh, like 15 20 minutes without traffic. 15 like, 20 minutes f- driving. 15 20 minutes driving. Whatever. You uh, from what I from what I remember, Nick. Had made it to like Mount Prospect, um, and which I believe, uh, if uh, I'm just throwing this n- a number out there, but I believe it's like eight miles. Uh, eight mile walk. Eight miles north of Elmhurst, which is where I'm from. Straight shot south. Uh, so Nick walks eight miles. Eight miles. It took the entire day. It, it was like five <laughs> hours. I believe. I believe it took five hours. 
and and he comes to my door and he tells me the story. He tells me the story of of getting fired. Well, actually, I I well, yeah, yeah I I uh, he told me the story of getting fired. Um, and then uh, and I was like, well, where's your uh, where's where's your bus, whatever. And then it's, at that point, he tells me that he walked eight miles from Mount Prospect, which yeah. I was just like, I mean. I, I, I had like run a mile in my life, you know, right. <laughs> like, like you don't, you don't walk eight miles or whatever, you know? Uh, so I then, I was I, like the phone, my phone doesn't work. My car doesn't work. And now I don't work. <laughs> so, so we, so we drove up to, uh, drove up, uh, Wait. And, and, and got gas to, well, to... but hold on. You're missing. Uh, oh, oh, I'm missing part of it. The, uh, uh, knocking on the door and, and, uh, I was like, "Hey, what are you what are you doing right now?" And you're like, "I'm gonna go. I'm about to go see my little sister's play." <laughs> uh, and so Nick wound up going to see "Bye Bye Birdie" oh, over at uh, St. Mary's uh, uh, Immaculate Conception. Immaculate Conception, <laughs> which is just a, so essentially, it's like, "Hey, when you wake up, it's like, just so you know, <laughs> this is how this day is gonna go. You're gonna go to work, and you're gonna end up at some grade school production of Bye Bye Birdie." <laughs> No grade school production is ever worth it, but it's like you know you got to go. It support. was good. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. So that Nick, Birdie went bye bye. So Nick and now I, just, spoiler alert, Birdie goes bye bye. <laughs> so Nick and I go see in my in my old grade school, bye bye Birdie, and then I take him up uh, to go find his uh, his bus and uh, and bring him back. Brought it back. Ah uh, shit, uh, Jim, you haven't you had a rough lot at one point. You had a uh, you got. Uh, what is it? A boo boo in your brain, brain? <laughs> you got a boo boo in your brain, brain. I had I had a brain tumor. Yeah, you had um, a brain tumor. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, should I just go into it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was um, uh, right after my you know senior year of college, graduated two thousand two, and then this was in like the fall, like win- winter. We'll show we say of uh, two thousand two, um, December, and I started getting weird headaches where. Um, uh, it, it wasn't like a, a dull headache that just lasted. It was like all of a sudden. It was an exciting headache. It was an exciting. <laughs> it was an action-packed <laughs> headache. Coming to theaters dull headaches. Headache boring. Wah, wah. Uh, it felt like, no, on the contrary, it felt like a vice was crushing my head and my vision would go blurry and i kind of lose my sense of balance. And it sounded like in my head, it was like. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. How old are you at this time? 22. Uh, for about 10 seconds, that would last. And then uh, and then it would go away. And I was like, wow, that was weird. But <clears throat> at the time, I just attributed it to just a lack of sleep because I was, uh, uh, after college, like I, I just went back to the same old um, uh, warehouse job I had like throughout the, the breaks, like summer break in college uh, and, uh, and Christmas break in college. So, because <clears throat> I was doing stand-up. I was like touring around doing stand-up and I was taking improv classes at Second City and improv Olympic and comedy sports. And so... I was like doing classes or doing stand up almost every night or whatever, and uh, and then going up and working at this place from like six thirty to three thirty in the morning. The so, warehouse, yeah, the warehouse. So I was only getting like yeah, you know, like four or five hours of sleep, you know, kind of running myself uh, on empty or whatever. <clears throat> and uh, so at first I thought it was that, and then the these headaches persisted for a couple of weeks. So I go to my doctor and uh, um, I told him what was going on. He's like, "Well, do you have a history of allergies?" I'm like, "No," and shouldn't you know that? You're my doctor. Like you, you have you have a chart there. Like, what do you put in the chart? What's in there? What's in Just there? Drawings than... of you with wings. So I was like, uh, well, you know, I, 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 I know where my sciences are, and, and this this feels like it's more like in my head, you know. And he's like, well, 
Sounds like some science pressure. So why don't we um, take some Allegra? Uh, why don't we take? Uh, we'll, we'll give you some Allegra. See if that doesn't clear it up in a couple it's of weeks. Some and and I really, it, it was pretty obvious he was just kind of dismissing me, not really paying attention. So I was like, okay, look, is there any way I could have like a blood clot or a brain tumor or something? And he's like, I would lose too much sleep over it. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm being a hypochondriac or whatever. So I took my Allegra, went home. That was on a Saturday morning. Monday morning, I'm at work. Uh, had the worst migraine of my life. Um, I drive home like with one eye open because uh, I couldn't see out the other eye. And I go to bed. I'm like lying in bed for about an hour. And then all of a sudden, the whole right side of my body goes numb. And I'm Ugh. like, this is not because of allergies. <laughs> so... Um, my, 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 my nose is so stuffed up. My, I, can't feel, <laughs> I, can't, I can't feel my left side. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Just such a dull headache. Uh, and so my mom came home from work. Uh, bear in mind, I was 22 at the time, so still living home with parents. Uh, mom came home from work and, uh, and took me to the emergency room, uh, and they treated me for the migraine first. And then they took a CAT scan, and I, I'm, like, blacking out, you know, in and out of consciousness during this entire time. And then, uh, so I just remember waking up and – uh, a doctor holding a, a CAT scan over me, like I'm on a gurney, and he's like, uh, we found a brain tumor. I was like, I knew it, and then I blacked out again. Uh, but basically, the, the tumor was in, in pretty much the exact middle of my brain, blocking the flow of my spinal fluid. So my spinal fluid, instead of draining down to my spine, was just building up inside my head, causing all that pressure. And if I didn't get uh, it taken out via brain surgery, I just would have died of a brain aneurysm. <laughs> Total buzzkill, man. Except, <laughs> well, yeah, it would have been a buzzkill had I died. But, uh, but it was actually, uh, uh, in a weird way, uh, the best thing that ever happened to me because I wasn't really happy. Um, I was, you know, in a kind of crappy job just because I thought I needed to make some money or whatever, and I uh, didn't really have a, a strong sense of direction. Um, and uh, so I, I had, I mean, well, the uh, um, the next two, the next three days after surgery were like the worst days of my life because uh, they. They drilled open my skull with a bone saw and then just gave me Tylenol 3. I love uh, that band, Bone Saw. <laughs> this is a great band. Um, but then, after, you they know. They go, like, they, dry, they drill a hole through your brain. They, they well, through my skull. So they, through well, your yeah, skull. Yeah, they, but your, they, the tumor's so, yeah. in the middle of your brain, right. like so a they, sweet nugget, like a I sweet have, caramel center. Right. And I have a scar that goes from the top of my forehead uh, around like a horseshoe to the top of my ear. And I have a huge scar there. And they peel back your scalp. And they drill open, you know, like they drill into your brain. They remove your skull, uh, put it over to the side. Uh, don't don't want to lose that. Uh, and then, yeah, they drilled in uh, so, in through my brain. And and so and, and I didn't really. This all happened so fast because it was Monday when I was admitted to the hospital. It was um, uh, let's see, Monday. So it was Friday the th uh, Friday, um, like four days later that I had the surgery. And um, so this was all happened really fast. And. And I wasn't really scared about it. I was just like super excited and have to go to work the next day. <laughs> I was like, yes, I have to wake up at Don't six Don't got to go to work. Sweet. So, but I remember I, I didn't meet the neurosurgeon who was going to do the surgery. Dr. I guess I can say his name. He saved my life. Whatever. I'm not like slandering him. Dr. Edward Mercadesian. He was kind of like a, a weird, creepy, like Eastern European dude. Not, not the greatest bedside manner, but do you want somebody who's like super cheerful and happy yeah. operating on your brain? I want like the weird dude. I want a mad who, scientist. Guy. Yes, exactly. So, but I, I asked him, I was like, so what do you, how are, how is this going to go down or whatever? And he's like, he basically is like, oh, you know, we go in, uh, we, we go through, we cut out the brain and we go to the tumor. I was like, whoa. Will you cut out my brain? Yeah, what part of the brain? And so, yeah, that, and that's what I asked. I was like, wait, so I'm, I'm going to be missing part of my brain after this. And he's like, 
yeah. I'm like, well, wh- where are you going in? He's like, oh, we go on the right side. Well, what does the right side of the brain, like, what are you taking out? Like, what is that control? He's like, not much. And I was like, a neurosurgeon just said, <laughs> like, I was like, what, what does that part of the brain control? You? And he, he does the, not much. Right. He's like, the left side automatically compensates for it. So I'm like, all right. So I, yeah, I am but missing isn't that like the creative side of your brain. Yeah. I, I thought I would like to think that I was funnier, uh, Pre-brain I like, I like a, of course, a guy who's like a neurosurgeon probably doesn't spend a lot of time joking around. Yeah, he doesn't care about the right stuff. side of the brain, right? Uh, so he's probably um, pretty, pretty book savvy and could give a fuck about the part of the brain. That he is very left, you want to left paint. brain uh, right. centric. So, so I, 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 there's like a tunnel, basically, like a, a tunnel down to the center of my brain, uh, and I'm missing part of like that, that part so of that's the brain. still gone right there. Oh yeah. I, so I, you could put pencils in your brain right now. Like if if you holder? open my skull back up, you could just like that could be a pencil case. That's sweet. Like it probably like three or four pencils. Put your brush in there. It's about like um, uh, I think it's about like a half an inch to an inch wide of of like missing brain matter in my right side. That's so weird. Uh, but then they uh, so they take it out, they extract the tumor, uh, they sew you back up, and then. Uh, because they have to make sure that your neurological functions are operating properly, they can't give you any uh, really strong pain medication. So they drill your brain open with a, or your skull open with a bone saw. They take out part of your brain. They stitch you back up. Then they're like, "Here's some Tylenol." <laughs> like Tylenol doesn't work for me when I have a hangover. Right. Like much less like much less. I just had my skull drilled open. I need this Tylenol like I need a hole in my head. Uh, I mean, it was Tylenol 3, though. But at least you had insurance, though, right? Uh, no. Uh, so um, uh, but I, I, I had, uh, you know, I was working with that, that job or whatever, and uh, um, I did have insurance for the job, but I was still covered under my parents until I was 23. Um, and, I, and, I, and I delayed uh, signing up for the insurance. So uh, I'd like, I kept on putting off. It's like, oh, I got the paperwork. I'll do that eventually, you know. And then all of a sudden, oh, I have a brain tumor. Oh, I can't sign up for this insurance anymore because it's a pre-existing condition. Oh, shit. Uh, I am turning 23 at the end of January, and And I'm having this surgery January 3rd. Uh, So I basically was uh, facing about a half a million dollars in uh, medical expenses um, if we didn't figure out something. You'd have to win Dream Job five times to pay that. Uh, and I still wouldn't be able to pay it. Uh, still wouldn't even. I would be. I'd be fifty thousand dollars short. <laughs> so, um, so my mom though uh, works at Elmhurst College, which is like a small liberal arts college. Uh, and uh, because she works there, her kids can go there for free. Um, and I didn't take advantage of that for my undergrad. I foolishly went away to Mizzou uh, and have student loans. But, but I could be. I, I could go there for free. Um, and if I was a student under my parents' insurance uh, policy, I could be covered under their insurance till I was 25. So I enrolled, I quit my job and enrolled back in college. You just graduated Mizzou. I just graduated Mizzou. I have a degree. And uh, now you got to go back to school to pay for your brain surgery. Yes. But because school didn't matter, all I had to do is like have just enough be credits. In school. All I had to do is be in school. So I just like, I took fun classes. I was like, I had like a guitar scuba lesson. Diving. <laughs> scuba diving. No, that's too, that's too, too intense. Hard. That's too hard. Uh, no, I had like a, I took a, um, uh, a guitar. I had guitar classes. I had like a vocal lesson because um, uh, I, I had a band at the time, James and the Vanderbeeks, um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the greatest mediocre cover band in the world because we weren't we weren't bad. We were mediocre, right? 
Well, we weren't good. We were right. the greatest mediocre. Greatest mediocre. James and the Vanderbeek. James and the Vanderbeeks. Um, and uh, and then I took like a poetry class and a fiction writing class and stuff. So I mean, it was it was actually uh, it was fun because I got to really um, take a step back and evaluate what I wanted to do with my life and and kind of go all in with the acting thing and, and so stuff you get and, you get you get this you graduate college you go back home what am I gonna do with my life Tor- terrible uh, warehouse job uh, yep get a brain you get a brain tumor in yep. order to pay for the brain tumor you got to go back to school and then you become uh, Sammy Davis jr uh, just a renaissance man <laughs> you gotta do nothing but get enriched in the arts to pay for that you have to take guitar lessons to pay for the brain tumor uh-huh. you have to take singing lessons to yep. pay for the the, the brain tumor. And, and, oh oh yep. my god, you must not have finished. Yeah, nope. uh, that was very <laughs> mediocre. It was the best mediocre I've ever. Heard. That's all I was going for. Well, that's amazing. Uh, and so, so you go from there. You go out to Los Angeles. You so you do you do you want to? Uh, you, you haven't had any effects of the brain tumor since then, right? No, I I, I am very lucky. Like uh, an overwhelming majority. I don't know what percentage, but an overwhelming majority of the people who have that type of surgery that I had have some sort of like memory loss or loss of motor skills uh if not you know permanently then temporarily and i came out like scot-free i was you know it was, so that's why i say it was like the best thing that ever happened to me even though it was a terrible i don't wish anyone right well but i mean like I, I wish everyone gets their own brain tumor metaphorically <laughs> you know like like oh you know i hope you have your brain tumor like your life awakening moment you know right. um uh, but that's I, like I the don't, worst way to do it though, but right? i don't yeah you know having a brain tumor is pretty terrible so you dedicate your life to the arts uh and then you want to you want to becoming this prolific uh a commercial booker how many commercials <laughs> have you booked uh at this point it's like over 70 what name some commercials people might have seen you uh, okay. Uh, you in, did a Super Bowl one this year. In well, yeah, like reverse order. I can like most recently. Uh, there's like the Sprint Framley Plan uh, commercial. So I'm like, uh, I'm in. I'm the guy in there um, with the 16 year old daughter. By the way, 16 year old daughter. That's weird. Who who if if me and my fake wife actually had the 16 year old daughter in real life, point. it was a mistake in in high school. <laughs> It was like, but now you have a like, great family plan. I, I not, yeah, I knocked up my uh, <laughs> my like junior year uh, girlfriend or whatever. Uh, so fr- uh, Sprint is running right now. Progresso Soup is running right now. Uh, That's per- the one where you're in a chef hat. Uh, I'm a chef hat. Yeah, uh, talking on the soup can. Uh, Enterprise. There's the uh, one where you, uh, like, national, you do this yeah, great. You do a bunch national of Enterprise car rental. Where you're just like, I love when you do that. Like you sit down and then and you're like, I'm now, about to drive. Now this will work. I'm gonna take a dump in this car. I'm gonna. Yeah. I, pay, I bought it's the insurance. Charge. I, I really wish they put me in like a neon or something. Like yeah, or like you know uh, a Prius. Now this will work. <laughs> you know, like, but it's, it's like a Dodge Charger. But yeah, you Na- do National Car you, do, you have a great one with there, Flo, the progressive one, girl. Yeah, there's one right sing now. To her in um, a campfire, you're on a uh, canoe. Pro- progressive uh, insurance. That's been running for like three years, uh, and it was the first time. Flo has ever stepped foot outside of that like white insurance heaven. Oh wow, that's yeah. a groundbreaking first in, first in time she ever stepped out. And and the song that uh, that um, I is like playing over that is actually me singing, and I improvised that song the day of the shoot. Um, See, that's yeah. that's that was the brain tumor. That was the brain tumor. Brain tumor yeah. made that commercial absolutely uh, enriched that. So that that was uh, yeah that was a fun spot. Uh, a lot of outdoor activities with Flo. She's a uh, uh, by the way her What's name she like Stephanie Courtney, one of the sweetest people you'll ever, ever yeah. meet in your life. She's super nice, very funny. Yeah. Like anything, I mean, anything good that happens in any of those commercials is because of her. I mean, yeah. like it's, it's, I mean, she's a groundling, right? Isn't she? An yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a groundling, and uh, um, she was about to call it quits and go back to New York. She's from upstate New York, I believe, uh, originally. And uh, she and her husband were going to go back 
Uh, she was in call quits and acting, wasn't having very much success. And then uh, she booked that first progressive commercial. It was supposed to be just one. Yeah. And then the CEO's wife saw it and was like, hey, that girl's got something. And then yeah. they made a whole campaign out of it. That's amazing. And now she's very rich. Um, you have you so just so bit. yeah. So I, I yeah. I started off uh, our uh, one of the, the girls in my um, second city class, Allie Smith, uh, hooked me up with her agent in Chicago. Um, uh, and then I started doing commercials in Chicago. Uh, kind of fell into it, and then I moved out to LA in 2007. I was there from 2007 to 11. Um, and I've just been. I mean, like I'm not. I'm not too fat. I'm not too skinny. I'm not ugly. I'm not. I'm not hot, uh, and I have red hair, so I kind of like. Isn't what Tosh said to you? Uh, oh no, no, no! He, and I'll tell this in a, start, in a second, but uh, but no, I, I'm like I, I, I fit uh, a lot of different categories. So, right. um, and uh, so I've just been. You're a jack of all bodies. I'm a jack of all my so, so I, I've been able to, uh, yeah, I've been very lucky keeping it up, and uh, actually teach a commercial class here in New York now too at Beth Melsky Casting. Can we tell that the Tosh story? story? Yeah, so it was, uh, it, was uh, it was before the what, brain tumor. And what time, what year is this? It was two thousand two. It was so this is before Tosh blew up. It, it was before Tosh blew up. It was before the brain tumor. It was it was about a month before. So the brain I knew tumor. of Tosh years ago. Yeah, years before anyone else knew. I mean, a lot of people knew about him at the time, but like not like people know about him now. Right. Uh, right. But but you know he was. Uh, well, so, it it yeah. was uh, yeah. So it was it was at the Skyline Comedy Cafe in Appleton, Wisconsin. Because uh, I was kind of, I was tuning around. Doing stand up like, around the Midwest, uh, you know, here and there, and uh, I was up there doing uh, um, doing a gig for the weekend or whatever, and uh, um, it was either like late November, or early December, it was right before the brain tumor, um, and so like I, you know, I, I think I'm I'm making it, you know, like right. I, I'm 22 years old, like I'm opening already up, booking clubs, I'm opening up it would for take some Nick shit, you know, like six years to book a club, <laughs> you did it in like the first two weeks, and uh, so I'm. Uh, um, uh, I'm standing, uh, we, we did like, it was like the first, I can't remember if it was, I guess it was the second day. Uh, like, so we did like two nights of, uh, of shows and then like, we're back at the comedy condo. It's like me, Daniel Tosh and this other, uh, woman, I can't remember her name. Um, and, uh, I'm in the kitchen. I don't remember what I was like, you know, getting some, some drink or making some food or something like that. And, uh, Dan Tosh is sitting on the couch. Uh, I think he's watching TV or whatever. And, uh, and I come out of the kitchen walking by and, uh, and he just looks at me, he goes, so what do you want to do? <laughs> and I was like, I didn't understand the question. I was like, you mean like right now? Like, I don't know. I was going to eat. He's like, no, 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 no. Like in the industry, what do you want to do? I'm like, I didn't know how to answer that. I mean, I, I was like, well, uh, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm taking improv classes and I'm, uh, you know, doing stand up right now. Like, you know, we'll see where it takes me. I'm not really sure. He's like, well, you're never going to make it in LA. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't even say anything about LA. Like I'm not. Uh, I was like, I, I don't even want to go to LA or whatever. I was like, what, what are you talking? He's like, you're not fat enough. I was like, what? I'm not fat. He goes, yeah, I know. You're not fat enough to be a fat guy, and you're not skinny, so you're never gonna get work. And I was like, I, I like to consider myself a nice person. Right. Uh, it was just like came out of nowhere. Like you this know, this is the first time you ever I, worked a comedy club. Well, uh, it, well, it was it was like it was a couple. It was probably like my third or fourth job. Right. Third or fourth job. But like he was like, you know, he was a, a budding star or whatever, you yeah. know. And just out of nowhere, like, hey, these are your flaws. And this is why you'll never this make it. This is why you'll never make like, it. You know, like, it's, it's the exact opposite of what you'd expect from like, you know, a, a more experienced comedian or yeah. like, you know, someone who's already made it in your field or whatever. Like, you know, usually it's like, oh, throw me a bone. Like, hey, keep it up, kid. You're like, this is the one part of your bit I liked. It was more so, 
what are you doing? Right, right. It's so, so funny. Uh, I remember you telling that story, and I was like, oh my gosh, what a jerky thing for a guy to do. And then year, and and I, then years later when Tosh blew up, and then I I saw him and like saw his half hour special and everything. I was like, oh, this totally that's still that story totally makes sense. It's because he is that guy. He, is, he that guy. is a dick. And I mean, it's like you know, he thinks it's funny. Uh, right. He probably just thought he he probably was just you know. Thought he was being funny at the time or whatever. Didn't realize how uh, how he probably gave you a brain tumor <laughs> by, by making you get stressed out about that. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going nowhere. So I'd l- I I can't wait to uh, to re meet him at some point and right. uh, you know and say hey, do you remember saying that? Because that was great. And he'd be like, you. and I was right. And, and, <laughs> and I was right. You're not in L.A. anymore, idiot. Yeah. You're in New York City now, um, and uh, you just had a kid. Uh, yeah. I, well, I did. My wife did. Oh, um, you didn't but, have it? Then I don't want to talk about okay, it. Okay, good. I yeah. thought that was an interesting it, story. It, it, right, right, right. It was like junior. Kid. Yeah. Um, um, and real quick, what is, what is how has this changed uh, your life? What's the um, biggest thing? Jimmy Callahan, old drinking buddy, sitting back, getting passed out, getting dicks drawn on his fucking forehead. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> and foreheads drawn on his dicks. And now he has a little baby boy. Do you ever draw a dick on your kid? You know what? The funny thing is, I think, I think, on his forehead. you know, the, the only, the only dick I've ever had drawn on my forehead, I think I did myself. <laughs> I did it myself for a Halloween costume. That's I was, funny. I was the guy who passed out at a party or whatever. And, That's and, great. I, and I drew a dick in my head. Uh, uh, it's, I mean, it, it what can you say? It, it, the most, um, I guess the most amazing thing about having a kid is, uh, how, uh, um, how unamazing it is and what i mean by that is <laughs> what i mean by that is like it's like it's it's amazing how just at ease i feel about it because like i, I come from a, there's I, i'm one of seven I'm you have third, 45 people in your I, I'm, I'm the third child of seven i've grown up around kids i've grown up around babies uh my wife is an amazing uh wife and mom she's always like loved kids and stuff so she's great with them um and i feel kind of like uh um uh, like I'm gonna jinx this or whatever, but it's like been pretty easy so far. It's jinx, like, knock on wood. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's like, um, it's almost like, oh, it's amazing. Like how easy this is. You know. Granted, Maggie takes my wife takes care of a lot of the stuff. You know. But yeah, uh, it's easy now. Just wait till he wants to be a comedian. Yeah. No, that's not gonna happen. That'll be terrible. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> but oh, no, I mean, it's it's amazing. He's 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 awesome. I mean, like you you think you can uh, you you know you're gonna love the the kid, and then like he comes out, you're like. This is like, but we made that, you know, it's, there it's, is, it's yeah. incredible. Well, I'm glad that's a feeling and that you're like, Ugh, is there another one in there? <laughs> no, like, it's incredible. Just one out? It's just like, I mean, I knew it was going to be incredible, but it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, this is, it, yeah, everything. It's crazy, it, it, man. It, 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 you know, it meet it's uh meet and then it exceeds your expectations, but it's like, oh, I knew it was going to be like that right. way. So it's not like it, I feel like some other guys who like have never held a baby before. They're like, oh my God, changed my life. I'm like. Well, no, I knew it was going to be like there'll be some sleepless nights and stuff, and like oh, you being cocky about it. Uh, I knew it would change my life. <laughs> well, no, but that's what I mean. It's amazing how not amazing it is. That's that I am unamazed at how amazed I am at that. But I'm amazed at how unamazingly amazing it is. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> hey, Nick's calling. Hold on. Oh, okay. All Are right, you cool. ready? Hold yeah. Um. Uh. Hello. Oh, hey guys. Uh, hey, Nick. I got Jim Callahan here. Nick, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. I uh, 
Um, Jim, do you want to ask Nick anything? Nick, uh, when are you coming back from the Catskills? Uh, oh, Nick, I'm sorry. Uh, we're out of time. Um, that's it for, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the hour. Yep. Uh, sorry, yeah. Nick. Um, well, anyway, uh, that's been the Nick Vatterot Show. This is the, uh, this is College Buddy. College episode. Buddy was great. It was great talking to you. Thanks uh, for having me. I, Nick, do you want to... Oh, he just lost a call. Just dropped the call again. That's Jim Callahan, anything you want to um, promote now? Do you want to plug your kid? Do you want to have people come over and, and, and hug him and hold him? Uh, he's got an email address. You can email him uh, at uh, leave my kid alone at Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, well, uh, anybody who's uh, interested in getting into commercial work, uh, you have uh, a classy too. Yeah, at uh, Beth Milsky Casting, Callahan Workshops, uh, or actually, workshop, there's no S, callahanworkshop.com. Uh, and I teach a I teach a uh, commercial class. Tell you how to get in the biz. Um, and you have a great show. You wrote a great show based uh, on your brain tumor. Called wrote brain a show humor. called Brain Humor. Nick Vaderat uh, was in, and uh, hopefully we'll be uh, mounting that up uh, again soon uh, in uh, in New York. Um, and uh, yeah, I got I well, my writing partner and I sold the show, but I can't talk about it right now. <laughs> How's that for a thing? I'm so unamazed. Yeah, it's how amazing. amazing that is. <laughs> Let's go get some beers, college buddy. Thank Let's you very it. much. Woo!